Welcome to the Contemplative Corner, a quiet place to rest your mind and to renew your heart. My name is Phil Daughtry and today I would like to talk to you about the future. Our personal future is something that most of us think about often, or quite a lot, perhaps almost obsessively at times. We want to know what is ahead, how it will all work out. People encourage us to think about the future by asking us about our plans, our goals, our dreams and so on. And sometimes it can be fun to think about the future, but at other times we may feel burdened by the expectation that we are supposed to have an exact roadmap and manageable prediction. Those of us who have faith in God may feel further anxiety and confusion about the idea that God has a plan for our future and that we're supposed to know what that is. This can create another layer of expectation and the possibility of failure. What if we miss some important sign or turn in this so-called holy road? So many of us live so much inside our heads in future speculation and anxiety that we cease to be present to the day and the moment that we're in now. But there is a different way. Consider the alternative perspective that is offered in the following prayer by Thomas Merton, and I quote, My Lord God, I have no idea where I am going. I do not see the road ahead of me. I cannot know for certain where it will end. Nor do I really know myself. And the fact that I think I am following your will does not mean that I am actually doing so. But, I believe that the desire to please you does in fact please you. And I hope I have that desire in all that I'm doing. I hope that I will never do anything apart from that desire. And I know that if I do this, you will lead me by the right road, although I may know nothing about it. Therefore, I will trust in you always, though I may seem to be lost and in the shadow of death. I will not fear, for you are ever with me, and you will never leave me to face my perils alone. From his publication, Thoughts in Solitude, page 83. End of quote. So what we see in Merton's prayer is the acknowledgement that the future remains unknown to us, which is beautiful, because then the future becomes open to a range of possibilities. In Merton's imagination, there is a recognition of the possible differences between our best interpretation of God's plan for our lives and the actual plan of God for our lives. But with this comes the delightful thought that God works out a perfect path in and through our imperfect attempts to get it right. This prayer frees us from the need to know how the future will unfold and it invites us to cast our direction backward and to notice the ways that grace has always been active in the journey. Events and circumstances that at the time of their occurrence we may have thought to be mistakes, failures, dead ends or even disasters, we now notice, with the benefit of hindsight, have somehow been utilised as stepping stones and formation structures for the pathway that has led us to where we are now. We may see that God was secretly at work at a time when we thought all was lost and at that time we didn't know anything about it. We look to our future and it is not clear. 
This means that we can now only step towards the future in faith rather than by sight. And this releases us to experience the future with a reflexivity, an openness, a curiosity and a quiet confidence that a perfect pathway is being orchestrated in and through all that happens and all that does not. Does this make sense to you today? Could letting go of the need to foresee the future bring some relief and peace? I would like to share some other thoughts with you that have been influenced by my reflections on Anthony DeMello's book Awareness. These thoughts were also influenced by conversations I had recently with my spiritual director whilst on retreat at Seven Hill in the Clare Valley of South Australia. Firstly, let us think about our tendency in life to proceed towards a fixed idea or concept of something in the future. It may be an idea of what we want and think we need to achieve in our work. It may be a financial goal or state of life relevant to material achievement. It may be an idea of what our family or other important relationships will be to us and for us. It may be a personal fitness or health goal and so on. We have this idea in our mind of the future we are aiming for in one or more of these areas. What so often happens, however, is that our real experience of the future when we get to it turns out to be quite different to the idea of what we had thought and hoped for. In some cases, our, 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 our ideals are shattered and things go in an almost completely different trajectory or even a series of trajectories. Does this ring true in your experience? If we have locked onto one particular idea of what the future should be, we will be deeply unhappy when reality refuses to comply with our ideal. If, however, we experience ourselves as living by trust in a benevolent universe, if we have some sense of a loving providence who can take shattered fragments of ideal outcomes and weave them together into something alternative and wonderful, then we can roll with multiple possibilities and the phenomenon of an ever-involving narrative. This sounds and feels more peaceful to me. It may also be what is meant by the oft-used spiritual term, surrender. One final thought is the way in which we tend to project happiness onto some future event or achievement. We may say to ourselves that when we finally get that degree, achieve a certain relationship status, when we can own our own house or become successful in a business that allows us to work for ourselves, or when that difficult person in our present work moves on, or when this project is finally complete, or when we are able to retire or slow down, when that thing happens, then I'll be happy and life will be good. And so we tie our sense of happiness to a future fixed outcome. Ironically, when the outcome actually materializes, we barely pause to celebrate and appreciate before identifying the next scratch to itch. So yeah, it's great that this finally happened, but when this other thing occurs, then life will be really good. All of the time we are constantly deferring happiness to a future time, tying it to a fixed outcome, and continuing to chase the ever-elusive pot of gold at the end of the next rainbow. What if, instead of binding our happiness in psychological contract, to the slippery fish of an abstract future event, 
or series of events, we became present to who we are and what we have now. What if we were to taste the coffee, smell the eucalypts, hear the bird's song, invest our current work with dignity, love the people we do have in our lives as they are? What if we were to make friends with our clunky selves and look for the good that is already present within us in our story? What if? What about that? And so I gently suggest to your listener that your future is blessed and your path will unfold and that all things will lead to the good as you pay careful attention to the present moment and stay curious about what may happen in the next. Until next time.